my gosh this is what the fourth or fifth time trying yes <laughs> oh. as you always everyone we have so many technical difficulties week after week with something or another it always always but i'm gonna say this is the fourth time because we're gonna be talking about the fourth game and i think that's kind of cool i think it was trying to tell us something <laughs> four is the number for today <laughs> sense. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the River Heights Buzz podcast. We're on episode 12 tonight, and we'll be talking about, as Candace said, game number four, Treasure and the Royal Tower. How fitting. <laughs> One of the ultimate winter games. Yep. Perfect. I think it's a great way to start off this new year. Yep. <laughs> well... Grab your snacks, everyone. If you haven't already, this could be another long one, as we do tend to like to talk a lot. Yes, we do. <laughs> what else is new? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> so I'm ready to start if you are. I'm ready. Okay. Um, I've looked on here, and I want to get your input, um, Alexa, because I've seen different places where they have slightly different, just by a couple days, of when this game was actually released. I've seen July 24th of 2001, and I've seen August 1st of 2001, so I'm not quite sure which one is correct. I'm not sure, but what I've got is August 1st. Okay, that's what I see on the Wikipedia page. Um, so, I guess that's correct. I'm guessing so. Okay. Well, I will um, read a quick synopsis and then we can dive right in. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> this is according to the regular Wikipedia page. I'm going to bounce back and forth between like regular Wikipedia and then the Nancy Drew fandom Wikipedia. So... This one says, Nancy Drew is snowed in at the Wickford Castle Ski Resort in Wisconsin. Not long after she arrived, the castle's historic library was vandalized, and one of the guests was shouting that her room had been robbed. The castle was originally owned by a millionaire who had Marie Antoinette's tower from the Chateau Rochemont in France taken apart and rebuilt into Wickford Castle, but the entrance is hidden and sealed off. Nancy needs to explore the castle for clues and find her way into the Queen's Tower. Huh. I don't know about you, but I wish that I could visit this castle at some, like, at some point. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Um, it kind of gives me the vibes, and this is something you might not be familiar with, and it's okay if not. Um, there is a mansion in California that was built by the family of the man who built um, the Winchester Rifle Company guns, and it's called the Winchester Mystery House, um, somewhere in California. I'm not sure what city it's in. I can't remember off the top of my head. But this woman, um, her husband passed away, the guy who actually invented the guns, and she was convinced that the spirits of people that had been killed by those guns 
were going to find her and harm her if she didn't continuously build her house. So she had lots of like dead end hallways, staircases going nowhere, uh, doors that you could open that were just like against a wall. Um, so I kind of get those vibes um, from this castle. I've actually never heard of that. It's a true thing. Like you can go and take a tour of it. I've never been, but I'd love to. That sounds cool. Yeah, so it kind of gives me those kind of vibes. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, the setting of this game is like chef's kiss. Spectacular. Love it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine actually physically skiing because I'm so not coordinated. <laughs> I'd love to say that I attempted to do it. Well, I would attempt to ski if Jacques was my instructor. I'll just yes. say that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. As long as he doesn't get too mad at me for losing his stuff. <laughs> right, right. Which we will we'll get into that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this game starts off. Well, first let me ask you this. Did you play on junior or senior detective? Senior. Okay. <laughs> You have much more guts than I do because I played junior. So I've played all the games except for Midnight in Salem at junior. And now my next mission is to do all the games at senior. So I'm taking a big jump here. Yeah, yeah. You're much braver than I am. I feel like I could probably on some of them figure it out because I'm sure some of them don't change as much as other games. But some of the games I'm still not super familiar with, like the later games. So, um, yeah, more power to you, for sure. I think, I think that between junior and senior, they're pretty much almost the same. It's just like some of the puzzles and stuff, it's harder. Yeah. So, obviously. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, for me, and we'll get there when we get there, but the last, like, golden feather leaf puzzle like that's hard enough for me on junior but i cannot imagine trying to do it on senior that so was that was like took me a good like 10 15 minutes just to get the thing done and i'm like and it took me like a few times i'm like oh you dumb nut what the heck, what the heck are you doing i'm not kidding you that puzzle might be in my top 10 list of hardest puzzles in the whole series like, I don't know about you, but all those pieces almost look the exact same. Uh, yeah, they do. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, I've struggled a lot. And it took me a few minutes to realize, like, look at the different markings on all the different pieces. Yeah. Because <laughs> that can, at least, like, for the outside, because that can kind of help you a little bit. Right. Right. So this game starts and we arrive at the castle and then the next thing you know, this massive blizzard hits. And I think a really nice touch in this game is as you're walking through the corridors and the hallways, you can hear the wind howling outside. I think that's a really nice touch. I agree. Because it kind of reinforces the idea that, hey, there's a massive snowstorm going on outside and you better not go out there because it'll be game over for you if you do. Second chance times however many times you try to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which that's something else that we'll talk about as well. Um, 
So for me, the first person that I met was Dexter, who I guess for lack of a better title is like the receptionist. I mean, kind of the concierge kind of wearing all the hats at this point, considering the owner is not there. Yeah. Um, and I found him to be very rude. Yeah. And very short with his answers when we asked him questions. Um, and one thing that absolutely tickled me every time that I'd go to talk to him is his movements were like so fast and crazy. Yeah. And I, I always laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was very short with Nancy. Yeah. And I'm like, really? What's the point? Like, I get, I can kind of get it where he's under a lot of stress and he's like trying to make all the guests happy in the snow. Yeah. The snowstorm and, you know, trying to get everything, like, done that's supposed to get done. And, like, so I can kind of get why he was a bit, like, on the short side with his responses. Yeah, I mean, I can too, don't get me wrong. But I feel like also that's another big part of your job is making sure that your people that are there are happy. And if you're, like, short and curt with them, they're not going to be happy. So... (laughs) You know, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, that's true. So I talked to him and immediately he doesn't even beat around the bush, but he starts telling Nancy about all of these incidents that have happened, including one of the bigger things was that the historic library was vandalized. Now, my when I was thinking about this and if he knew that Nancy was there for a reason... Like, why would he not want to ask Nancy for help to figure out what happened in the library and like at least get it kind of cleaned up? Yeah, well, see, that actually leads me to one of my first questions about this game was. Is Nancy really there for a ski vacation or was Christy Lane, who owns the hotel, who apparently is friends with Nancy's dad, was she aware that Nancy was a detective and was this stuff going on before she arrived? Like, I'm kind of unclear about the timeline of events. Now that you mention it, that's a good point. Like, it's a bit on the more confusing side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I would need to know, like, how long all the people have been there, like, how long Lisa had been there, how long Professor Hotchkiss had been there. Jacques, I really don't count as how long he's been there because he technically kind of works there. So I don't really count him, but I guess I'd want to know how long Lisa and Professor Hotchkiss had been there. Yeah. And then maybe I could pinpoint a timeline a little bit better. Yeah. And then another thing I was wondering is like, where was Nisa? Lisa's room? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Because we obviously know where Nancy's room is, and then we know where Hotchkiss's room is. But my thing was, like, where was Lisa? Yeah, that would have been interesting if that had been another space that we could investigate. Um, I think they they could have had some opportunities uh, to do some things with that. But, um, yeah, no, that's a good question, because I always kind of wonder that as well. Because, I mean they did a good job with making the world seem really large in that there were several places that you couldn't go because they were just dead ends. Um, And 
there really weren't a whole, whole lot of rooms if you think back yeah. to walking around. So, um, and looking at the plaques on the wall, like there wasn't a whole lot of different rooms that you could have gone to. Um, so we immediately learn about the vandalized library. Um, we try to get in there and he says, no, you know, uh, locked it up. No one can go in there. Um, and then he tells us about supposedly Professor Hotchkiss's room being robbed. Yep. Um, another one that was kind of confusing to me. Um, she was really, really secretive and kind of strange about it and didn't want to like even open the door so you could like see her full face. Yeah. But then when Nancy helps her, like Nancy gets her ski boots from Jock that um, had to be fixed. And then Nancy gets her dinner order. And then like Professor Hodgkiss starts opening up. Yeah. And then she asks uh, Nancy to help her with a question. And then it's like, all of a sudden, boom, I trust you. Here's the key to my room. Here's my key. Yeah. Go like at that, it. that doesn't seem like behavior of someone whose room was just robbed. For all she knows, Nancy could be another burglar. Exactly. Like, like. that was another confusing aspect for me. And also, speaking of when we had to go and get um, Professor Hotchkiss's boots, I apparently took the long way around to get to her room. And I heard something that I had never heard before in any of my other playthroughs. So I was coming, I had gone, okay, so you know when like downstairs in the main lobby, like where Dexter's desk is, and then you could go up the left side of the stairs or the right side of the stairs. I went up the right side of the stairs and when I got to where I can choose to either go left or right, like left towards Professor Hotchkiss's room or right towards a dead end, I accidentally went right instead of going left. So I just decided to follow it because I couldn't remember what that dead end looked like. So I get all the way to the dead end and I turn around and I start walking past that first set of rooms right there. And I heard someone cough. And in the text box, it even said cough, cough. Wow. I don't know who it was. And I'd never heard that before. I, did, I didn't do that. <laughs> it was very strange. So I don't know if there are any other random little things like that, that I just had never triggered before. Now that you mentioned that, could that have been Lisa's room? It could have been. I don't know. <laughs> Look at us all asking all these questions. <laughs> I know. I, this is just me falling, like I always do, falling down the rabbit hole and thinking probably a lot deeper than most people think about these games, but I cannot help it. <laughs> I am who I am at this point. It's part of the experience. It is part of the experience, which that actually leads me into a good um, segue. When we're down on like the, I guess you could call that the first floor area, the lobby area, I would love to sit in front of that fireplace. Me too. Like those armchairs look so comfortable just sit there in front of the fireplace and warm up with like hot chocolate and a magazine would be perfect. <laughs> and almost every, like every time we see Lisa, she's sitting with a magazine on one of those comfy chairs. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I really wish that I could switch places with her because it looks great. Yeah. Another thing I thought I was thinking when you take Hotchkiss her boots and you leave them at the door, then you walk away. She, how is it possible to keep typing whatever she's typing and get her boots at the same time? I know that's actually funny because, and I know it wasn't going to work because I know how the game is made, but I tried to click so fast to turn around and I know you're not going to see her because obviously they didn't build the game that way that you could turn fast enough to see her open the door, but it's like, I still did it anyways. And of course I was too late, but. And that's one of the things about the older games too, that it's like, because you can tell the difference between the older games and the newer games but the older games you have to op- like if you open like a book or something you have to actually physically close it before you go somewhere else yeah but within the newer games if you just like take a book off the shelf you can back away and it goes by itself right so I'm like Ugh, this is a pain yeah. <laughs> yeah it is but I also kind of think that by doing things that way that they saved probably time and money and effort on not having to do graphics for everything. Because I mean, it's, I would assume it's much easier for them to have the sound of her opening the door, grabbing the boots, closing the door, going back to typing rather than having to actually like animate all of that and actually have her coming out of the door. You know what I mean? Especially back then. Yeah. Um, Cause we were still, we were getting better. We were heading in the right direction with the graphics, but it was still a little rough in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean anything bad by that, but I mean, it's 2001. Like they were doing the best that they could at this point. That's true. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, so at this point, I don't know about you, but I started to make my way towards trying to figure out how to get into the library. Um, again, this is another place that I would love to hang out, um, with it not vandalized, of course. I'd want it to be, you know, in working order, but, um, I thought it was a really nice touch and very creepy. But having to go through the elevator shaft and climb up the wall and climb up the stair kind of ladder, I guess you could call it, to get into the vents, to get into the library for the first time. And the music, the way that it changes during that was like perfect. Yeah. And even when I was going through like the like the air ducts and stuff to get from the elevator shaft to the library, did you notice that there was that extra little bit off to the side? I did, and I tried to click on it, but I guess you can't. And I'm like, every time I went past, I'm like, where does that part go? I want to go that way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, well. See, I say that, and I, but I feel like if we had like an open world kind of Nancy Drew game, that I would never finish it because I would literally just spend my whole time exploring. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like if that was the scenario, I wouldn't get a whole lot of other things done. Like in the game or in real life, if I'm being honest. Yeah. (laughs) That's just me. Yeah. And I'm surprised that no one, well, I'm not really surprised, but like Nancy was making a lot of noise going through those air vents. 
Um, she absolutely was. She was not taking any care to be quiet whatsoever. And like, I, the, I remember the first time I ever played this game was years and years and years ago. And I remember thinking, well, maybe if I go slower, it won't be as loud. And cause I had thought that maybe it was loud because I was like clicking the mouse fast, but it doesn't matter. You're loud no matter what. So it kind of makes me wonder where all of the the vents and the duct kind of goes because it's like, I feel like if that went over one of the places where someone was, that would raise some red flags. <laughs> and how is this vent big enough for Nancy to fit through? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think Nancy was a big girl by any means, but still like. Uh, it would still be more on like the smaller side, I would think. Yeah, because like when I imagine Nancy in my head, I imagine her not more than like 115, 120 pounds, like, you know, kind of a petite kind of girl. But I don't know. Um, so I, I enjoyed that part. Um, back when I was talking to Jacques in the, I'm just going to call it the basement type area where the ski stuff is and the lockers are. Um, and we tried to get into the locker that corresponded with Nancy's room. I thought it was very suspicious, I guess, that Jacques knew that the combination that I gave him for 310 was actually not for 310 and that it was for 311. It makes me wonder what other like inside castle stuff are you paying attention to? I actually had, when I did, you know, it was like, it's the right locker, but the, or like the, like the code wasn't working. I actually was gonna, I meant to go ask somebody about it, but I totally forgot to. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, asked him and like I said he said that that was the combination for 311 so I opened this and keep in mind this is still early in the game for me so I opened that locker and I start going through the stuff and realize that it's Lisa's stuff and then I find her passports and her IDs and I'm like wait a minute this is a little suspect and then I find that letter and it's all in Spanish. And it makes me recall a conversation that I had had with her not 10 minutes before where she was talking about how bad at languages she was. Aren't you a suspicious one? I mean, kind of a suspect thing to say to someone that you just met, like, oh, I'm horrible at different languages. Like, that's just kind of a weird thing. That's. You know, if I'm like introducing myself to someone, that's not going to be the first thing that comes out of my mouth. No. That would be like a conversation later on down the road. Exactly. When you know each other a little bit better and you're not just meeting for the first time. Like it just, it struck me as odd. Um, so I see her stuff and immediately I'm suspicious. And of course she's trying to say, oh, I'm just a photojournalist and... I have to have these different IDs in order to go where I need to go, which also in my head made me think, well, where are you trying to go that you need different IDs? Like, what are you trying to research and write about that you need to have different types of identification on you? I guess, well, maybe part of it could be like for safety reasons. 
so you can't be like tracked back to like your where you're actually from yeah i mean i guess so but and here i am going down the rabbit hole so let's say that she uses one of those fake ids and she does like a complete like stint of research and she writes an article is she writing under that same name or is she writing under her real name yeah i don't i mean i don't know maybe i'm thinking too much probably am but like i said i can't help it so i know another question for another day So, um, and one thing that I always forget around this time of the game is if I head over and try to talk to Jacques in the basement and his like windows are closed, I almost always forget the first time I'm down there to grab that paintbrush so that I can dust the number pad in the library so I can get the code. Almost always forget it the first time. I have to walk all the way back down there. Honestly, I preferred walking than taking the elevator. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I got kind of sketched out when it stopped in between floors, and I remember thinking, oh my god, I'm so glad that this is actually in just a game, and not me having to try to jump through floors. Um, But then I thought about, like, my work, like, in my real life. Like, I work on the fourth floor in my building, so I've never been stuck in the elevator Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, never been stuck in the elevator, but I know one of my coworkers was, and um, thank God she had her phone on her, <laughs> so she was able to call one of us to to tell the building management that you know the elevator was stuck. Um, but and usually elevators don't bother me, but I don't know. I can't imagine getting stuck, especially in between two floors, because I don't feel like I would be able to to jump. <laughs> like I, I was gonna I was say I was gonna say too like I don't think I would be able to jump that high to be able to get from like the floor of the elevator to the top no I mean I know for sure I would not be able to like a hundred percent especially if it was like a work elevator at my real job because I carry multiple bags like with me every day that has like my working files and my laptop in one and then I have my purse which you know I'm a kind of a girly girl so I have a lot of stuff in my purse so it's heavy and then I usually have my lunch box which so that's a third bag and then I usually have like a cup of iced coffee so I'd be like I'd be screwed like I'd have to just I guess set up camp in the elevator just have a stakeout in the elevator I mean, I'd have to, like, I, I I don't know what else I'd do. And like every time, ever since I played the game the first time, ever since I'm like, whenever I go in an elevator, I like look up at the ceiling, <laughs> you know, seeing yeah. if there's like, a, like an emergency exit or something, just yeah, in case. Yeah. I always wonder about that. And I swear to God, because I feel like in my building, I wouldn't be surprised if there were actually cameras in the elevator. So I probably look like an idiot, like looking around, looking up in the ceiling, Seeing if I can find a way out. They probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> hey, but, oh, well. this is the life of Nancy Drew we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, it, it just, it spills over into my real life, like, every single day. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, oh, well. I don't know what else I can say. So, a couple of years ago, because, you know, they mentioned, like, I work with...
Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're having such a big issue tonight, guys. Sorry. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I know kids, I can't see your face now. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay, hold on. I got this. I got this. I was just about to tell a fun story, and then now our we're all it's all weird tonight everyone it is it is can you see me now yes okay cool <sighs> okay i'm ready i'm ready for your story because we were just talking about how if i was stuck in an elevator with all my work bags that i would just have to set up camp <laughs> take two there we go <laughs> oh as i was saying, trying to say before i a couple of years ago when I was getting some like toys and stuff out of the shed or like the shed is locked and I was you know seeing if it was like almost like winter time so it was like lock is cold one of the kids is like it's locked and I'm thinking to myself (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like Nancy she says that like a million times I feel I'm sure that kid was your favorite because that kid would be my favorite in that moment he was one of the ones that was sometimes gave me a hard time. <laughs> uh, but usually those are the best, though. They usually have really good personalities. They're just uh, a little yeah. scared. Yeah. <laughs> but Anyways, yeah. that was, uh, that made me laugh. There are times when someone will say someone or something like randomly that will apply to a game, and I kind of have to contain myself because most of the people I know in my real life have absolutely no idea that they're in age of your games. So I kind of have to internally freak out and then go and tell my husband about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. So I get, I get it. Yeah. Um, so let me see where we're at. Um, So around this time of, you know, getting stuck in the elevator, I had had another conversation with Jock and he told me about his fiance, Isabel, um, which I, at one point was kind of wondering if that was kind of like a made up story was kind of on the fence at first. Um, cause I felt like. He's a cute guy for one. For two, I feel like he knows he's a cute guy. So I felt like he could come up with this like romance story to try to pull the wool over a girl's eye to make it seem like he's not suspicious. Yeah. That was just my first train of thought with him. Jacques seems almost like a jock. Yeah. And he (laughs) seemed like a sweet talker at the same time. Yep. So I was kind of suspicious of that. Um, And also, I know this game came obviously well before White Wolf of Icicle Creek, which we've also talked about. And listeners, if you haven't heard that one, you can go back and listen to that one. But anyway, um, I kind of thought there was some uh, real similarities between Jacques' uh, story and the story of um, Yanni Volkstaya. Um, kind of like a shamed athlete trying to bring glory back and you know whatever so I kind of thought that was interesting 
Except I thought Jack was obviously much cuter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And nowhere near as creepy. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but it almost seemed as though Jacques didn't really want to get married. Um, yeah, I kind of got that as well. Um, I think he liked Isabel, um, but I think he had bigger fish to fry, so to speak, and more things on his mind rather than just getting married. And uh, one of those, one of those things could it be like his work visa. That's what I was thinking. Could have wanted to get married to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a, a real quick fix. At least it used to be back in those days. Back in those days, it was only like 20 years ago. But I know. <laughs> I know Doesn't that make hard. us feel old? I know. I don't even want to talk about it. It's <laughs> awful. Um, but I feel like things have changed now that makes it a lot more difficult to get a green card and to keep it like a permanent green card. Um, rather than back then getting married was like, Oh, you marry an American. Okay. You can stay. I don't think it's that easy anymore. Like if you want to know what goes on with like green cards and you staying in America, just watch 90 day fiance, see what they're doing. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> like I know I've watched like a, like a, parts of seasons just to you know see what it's about but I'm not like a diehard fan but I'm like just seeing these couples and what they're going through like I wouldn't want to go through all that hassle I'm sorry but like that's just not my thing yeah no I, I don't disagree with you so um trying to think what else I did oh so I did a little more snooping like in the elevators and it felt like at least for me that the clock was moving really fast because it was like I would do one or two like activities and then I'd look at the clock and it would be nighttime already um so I was kind of like going through the elevator shaft again because I was going the long way around to get into the library to do some more snooping in there when I heard the strange like banging and clanking noises yeah and nancy said you know what's that it seems like there's something down there when you look kind of down between the crevice of like the floor and the elevator shaft um so that's when i got to working on trying to figure out how to get down there um and maybe this is just because i'm older and it's been a, a few years at this point since i played the game entirely all the way through but I felt like this game was moving at a much quicker pace than other games do. Yeah. I don't know if you got that impression as well, playing on Senior Detective or not. I did. Okay. And it was like, even at like one example for me was that, you know, like we talked to Hotchkiss at like, like in the middle of the night, essentially. So I wake up at three, go talk to her. I turn around to walk away. And the next thing you know, it's, six o'clock and like where did those three hours go i was like literally just talking to her for five minutes yeah like, yeah and that was the thing and she said when she gave us her room key you know i start back promptly at five uh, at six o'clock so you need to vacate the premises by five fifty-nine. and it's like i was always in her room stressed that i was gonna have to look through everything super fast and potentially miss something because i had to make sure i wasn't there when she came back 
Which also, I noticed a few things in her room, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the jacket that was on like the pullout couch that was near the door in her room was like the same jacket that um, Abby had in Message in a Haunted Mansion, that red jacket. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was like the same thing. And then I also noticed that the typewriter that Professor Hodgkiss was using was very similar to the typewriter that Millie Strathorn had in Stay Tuned for Danger. And I want to say it might have been in another game, too. I wouldn't have known about the typewriter because I haven't played Stay Tuned for Danger. We got to fix that. We got to figure out a way for you to be able to play that. (laughs) Which I think I have a fix. Okay, we'll talk. Um, So I just, I thought that was kind of funny that, I mean, you know, early days of these games, cut corners where you have to make things work, you know, it's fine. Most people, let me preface this by saying most normal people that don't look so far into stuff are probably not going to notice. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Um, One thing I found funny when Nancy was talking to the professor it almost seemed like Nancy was talking to a cop <laughs> because Hotchkiss was like, take it nice and easy and no funny business. Yeah, no, it's true. Like she, she's very eccentric, but I love her character. I absolutely adore her. And I love that she comes back in later games. Um, one of which I, I know she comes back in Tomb of the Lost Queen, which I haven't played yet. Um, but I'm very excited. I think she's only a phone contact in that one. But regardless, I, I adore her character and am happy for her to be back in a, another game in any capacity. Yeah, that's true. So, and I um, have no idea how she was able to eat 50 drumsticks. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Drumsticks are pretty good. They might, and when I was like, you know, snooping in her room, they looked kind of small. They did, so maybe that helped. Maybe. Um, and how is Nancy surviving when she has not eaten or drank or used the bathroom? That's another good point, but probably another way that they could save time and money and not having to, you know, animate extra things. And that's probably how Nancy stays so thin. She probably doesn't eat or drink anything. That's it. <laughs> Like, and that's, that's not very it. healthy, though, now that I think about it. No, it's not. But, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> um, so, around this time, when I heard um, the strange noises at, in the evening, um, is when I started looking for a way to get into the... I don't even know what you would want to call that, because I was calling the, the basement the basement. But this is, like, below the basement. Like, I was thinking that too. It was like, there's the basement with Jacques, and then under, it was like, the basement below the basement, or like the dungeon. Yeah, I mean, I guess dungeon is the best possible word for it. Which, again, I mean, it makes sense. It's a castle. Dungeon. And it even looks like a dungeon. It does. It does. So, let's just call it, for the sake of, you know, getting through this, let's just call it the dungeon. So, I finally make my way in there. Um, I'm not going to lie, I might have gotten squished by the elevator. <laughs> what? How would you manage that one? Um, you have to have the elevator all the way on the second floor. If you leave it on the first floor and walk underneath it, it smushes you. 
I didn't. I never did that. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, There's Nancy. A second chancer. Yeah, definitely had a second chance that one. <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. I had to do a second chance when Nancy froze outside. Yeah. Those medallions. <laughs> yeah. That too. Whoops. <laughs> Sometimes my adventuring can, you know, go a step too far. And then there you go. You got a second chance at. Hey, at least we can do a second chance in the games. That is very true because otherwise there would be plenty of times where I'd have to start all the way over and be very yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Um, and just be thankful that it's not happened in real life, knock on wood. Yes, that's true. Actually, let's go ahead and, and do uh, the wisdom with Candace corner. Um, real life doesn't have second chances, so be careful. Just mm. making a blanket statement. Just be careful. Think things through. <laughs> yep. So, Unless you want to be like a cat with nine lives. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I don't even know how that works. So yeah. <laughs> just be careful, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after getting smushed by the elevator, um, and figuring out where I need to place the elevator so that that doesn't happen again, I finally get through and what do you know, I catch Jacques. And I was thinking the first time that I ever played this, I was like, oh man, is it already end game? Like, <laughs> I was kind of confused because here he was with like a handsaw, which brings me to a whole other beef that I have with Jacques. I mean, you're essentially destroying historical property. Like and, that's not okay. And technically aren't we well and technically he would be trespassing. I would yeah, think. I would think so too. And Nancy would too in a way because she does have like the skeleton key, but at the same time she didn't ask for permission. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, and, the, yeah. and then eventually, I'm not saying who the bad guy is yet, but the bad guy does too. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Anywho. At that point, now I'm leaning more towards Jacques, obviously. Yeah. So we find out what he's doing and that he's trying to find this journal that belonged to Marie Antoinette, who really is our like main kind of focal point uh, of this whole game is, you know, she has in um, like an actual history in real life history. She has this horrible reputation um, for being, you know, kind of a snotty um, entitled Royal who didn't care about her people that were under her at all. Um, and we have Professor Hotchkiss, who is a French historian, who is trying to prove that Marie was not like that at all. Um, and so Jacques trying to find this journal could, you know, potentially change history, really, if they find out that she really wasn't, you know, the way she was portrayed in history. So uh, finding that journal was like a really important task. And we start finding out all this information from Jacques. And of course, Nancy, you know, wants him to tell the truth and, you know, be upfront and honest with um, the owner of the castle and let her know, you know, what's going on and what he's actually trying to do. And so um, I feel like we're, we're learning more about Jacques and he was starting to trust us and, Nancy was slowly starting to trust him. And then of course, everything 
blows up and he says, hey, Nancy, why don't you go look in my locker? Here's the combination. What can go wrong? Something uh, always goes wrong. If you know Nancy, something always happens. Exactly. And so what do you know? She goes upstairs out of the dungeon. She gets into the basement, what we're calling the basement. And she goes to open the locker and gets knocked out. Dun, dun, dun. Which, I mean, how many times does that happen to Nancy? Like, I'm kind of surprised oh. she hasn't had any permanent dame. dame. Gosh, I can't talk right now. <laughs> permanent <laughs> brain damage. Yeah, I mean, she gets knocked out, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but bounces back because she's Nancy and she can do whatever she pleases. She should, like, oh. have a serious, like, superhero name or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but really, though, because, you know, normal people wouldn't be able to bounce back like that. But she gets knocked out and wakes up and acts like it's absolutely nothing. But, of course, there's a reason why she gets knocked out. And one of the medallions, which is one of the things that, you know, we're trying to find in order to find this journal, uh, is stolen. And so she tries to do the right thing and tell Jacques. And, of course... He blows it out of proportion and thinks that she was irresponsible. I mean, I understand being upset because the medallion was stolen, but she was knocked out. Like, she wasn't being irresponsible. She was doing what he told her to do. He said he was going to meet her up there. And Nancy made a good point saying, where were you in all this? He was supposed supposed to meet her there in a couple minutes. Like, he just up and disappeared. Yeah, like, and when he found her, did he not, like, help? Like, how did she get to her room? Like, there's there's and, some unanswered questions. And then we find out later that it was Dexter who carried her up to her room. Yeah, so now I'm kind of liking Dexter a little more. He's yeah. kind of starting to open up um, and not be as rude. Dexter's almost like an onion, I want to say. You have yeah. to, like, peel his layers no, I mean, it's true. That's actually a really good explanation of his character. And it's not just his character, but like other characters too. Like in other games, almost in a way. But, right. You know, at least in this game, Dexter's the onion. <laughs> yeah, true. So around this time was when uh, the blizzard stopped. It was still extremely cold, so you had to be super careful being outside. Otherwise, you know, we had talked about it earlier. Spoiler alert, you could freeze to death. Um, so this was around the time when I tried to find the secret garden um, that was kept by the original castle owner, Ezra Wickford. Um, and so I, you know, kind of discovered that area, found the other medallion. Um, like I said, uh, froze to death once. We should make the point, Jacques' medallion was blue, the one in the secret garden was red. Yes. And then the third one, we didn't know yet, but now we do, it's the green one. Right. Right. So, So, um, we get that medallion, like I said, I died, and... (laughs) I died too, don't worry. (laughs) Okay, good. Had to second chance it, went back inside, everything was fine, um... We talked to um, 
Lisa, or at least I talked to Lisa because it had been a minute since I had talked to her. And she had mentioned that she saw Dexter carrying some kind of green ornament outside by the shed and that we should go look. And so she's been this whole time kind of feeding us little little bits of information here and there, which I mean, I guess is kind of true to character of her being a photojournalist or whatever. She, you know, she's kind of sitting back, paying attention to things as they play out and, you know, gossiping. I mean, that seems to be her role in the whole of this is gossip queen. So she gives us all this information and we decide to go outside and see what we can find. And we get locked out. Da, da, da. So I'm like, of course. Great. Perfect. I'm going to freeze to death again, which I did. <laughs> so, um, and I'm kind of surprised that you, the utility shed didn't have some kind of heat in there. Yeah, you would kind of think so because like, I'm going to make another reference to White Wolf of Icicle Creek, but after you walk all that way to like the fishing shack, you can warm up in there. Yeah. So... Where's the heating possibility in that utility place? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting, but I mean, then again, you know, probably just trying to save budget, you know, so... I can let it slide. This is only game number four. I have to keep telling myself that too, because I feel like there's so many good aspects of this game that when you get to the couple things that are not so good, it can be easy to let that stuff cloud your judgment. But I have to keep telling myself this is game four. And for this being game four, it's great, at least in my opinion. Um, so we get back. Um, everything's okay. We warm up. Um, I went and talked to um, Professor Hotchkiss again, so I had to get up super early in the morning and talk to her about Marie Antoinette again. Um, I read her notes next to the typewriter, which took me a second because her handwriting was a little rough. Not trying to be my personal. question is, my question is, when does Professor Hotchkiss ever sleep? Uh, that's actually a really good point because like she said earlier she leaves the room from three to six but she starts working again at six but any time of the day you walk past there you hear typing yeah kind of interesting <laughs> yeah unless she's a vampire and able to be awake at all hours <laughs> yeah i mean i just i don't know i i can't work like that i fall asleep like any normal person. But then again, Queen Professor Hotchkiss, she's the best. So maybe she just doesn't need a lot of sleep. Maybe. Or she just eats all of her chicken and she's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe she gets energy or she's drinking energy drinks. I mean, you know, nothing would surprise me at this point. No. So <laughs> I watched the videos in her room and they cut off at the most inconvenient place. And I'm left wanting more information, of course. Um, then I find out, you know, um, what she did. And she looked through that kind of peephole, I guess, you know, lack of a better word, peephole. And she would hold the medallion up and see different things through that. Um, I think at this point is when I got a voicemail is this one I got? I can't remember. 
Got a, we got a couple of, well, at least I did. I got a couple of different voicemails. One was from Dexter. One was from Hotchkiss. Was, I can't remember what the one from Dexter was about. Was that about the dirt? I think so. Okay. I know Hotchkiss was the one that's something about being moved around in a room and about not giving the key to anybody. Right. I do remember that. Okay. Um, so, unless I'm missing something, which I don't think I am, I think this is time to open up the tower. Oh, oh my gosh. Trying to get through the dungeon to that tower and all those different tasks, that, those things drove me nuts. Yeah, and I mean, what happens if you fall? You die. I mean, you like, <laughs> they- phone and just... Yes, I mean, seriously, do you just die down there? Like, no one's gonna hear you. Unless you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's very strange. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love, like, the ambiance of it. And it's very, like, castle-oriented, obviously. But it's, I mean, it's kind of treacherous. And walking across those stones, it's like, they're not just, like short like spaces between them they're big like jumps oh no i would absolutely fall it would be like me trying to jump between floors it just it wouldn't happen (laughs) i mean i just bottom line like i know myself and i know that i'm not coordinated enough to do that and i would fall a hundred percent um so i guess this is where we're, we're getting through all of this um and then um, I saved the game at this point because I knew I was going to get frustrated with that gold leaf um, puzzle. Um, like I said earlier, it took me, I don't even know how long. Probably close to probably 25 minutes. Like, it probably took me like a while for that one too. Like I said earlier. And I'm like, all almost all the pieces look the same mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my gosh how am i gonna get this thing done and it's yeah. like and it took me like a, a few minutes to realize like i have to try to get the outside pieces first at least see if i can do that part right <laughs> and then that kind of helped almost but still at the same time the pieces in the middle like oh gosh i don't know about you yeah. But I wish that once you got the pieces in the right spots, they were locked in place. You couldn't move them. Yeah. That would have made it a whole lot easier, if you ask me. Absolutely, it would. But somehow I was able to get through it. I was able to get the journal. And then I knew I had to go and talk to Professor Hotchkiss because this was like exactly what she needed. Yeah. Um, so gave the journal to her, asked her for a translation, and she was working on it because she's awesome. Yep. So she gets us all the information that we need, and it's time to go back to the tower. So the first time I was playing this, I was thinking, okay, this must be it. Yep. So we get back in there. Um, we open up, uh, like the middle of the floor opens, and then there's the diamond, and then there's the thief. Do you want to reveal who the culprit was? 
Oh, but we have, like, all these other, like, so we go up to the, is it, like, the gold room? Yeah. And then it's, like, we have to put the medallion, oh, what I, we have to remember, when you're going in the dungeon, you have to get the spearhead from the guard. Yes, you do. That's another thing. So, anyways, so you're in the gold room, you have the medallions, you have to peel off the purple rose from Marie's picture up on the wall and then so you have to put that little diamond piece and the medallions in the floor to get the diamond it pops out pops out from the floor and then in comes the culprit it was Lisa (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like when we first started talking to her, she immediately started gossiping. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, I cannot trust this girl. No. If I tell and her I, anything, everyone else is going to know. I deliberately did not tell her anything because I knew she would, she's like even more nosy than Nancy is. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm agree. like, not telling you stuff there, lady. Yeah. 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 So, um, she sprays Nancy with, like, a pepper spray. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy. Um, and attempts to get away, but, of course, we, you know, push that button on the side of the wall, and we are able to trap her. Yeah. Thank God. And she she's complaining, it's, it's gross, it's stinky i don't want to be down here get me out oh be quiet (laughs) yeah i mean she should have thought about that before you know she pepper sprayed us but whatever um so i mean that is kind of you know at least my playthrough of it um like we've said before for the other game reviews that we've done everyone um every gameplay is going to be different um I don't know if you noticed or not, but I didn't talk on the phone hardly at all. Yeah. Um, That just shows you that you don't necessarily have to do every single thing um, in order to get to the same kind of end goal, which I think is really interesting. Um, I was going to say this game is also based off of Nancy Drew Mystery Stories number 128 of the same name, Treasure in the Royal Tower. I started reading the book, didn't get very far, so that's the one that I'm currently reading. Um, maybe we can talk about that at some point. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see uh, some trivia on here. Um, what I want to know is how Lisa was able to manage to get, punch a hole in the wall. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of wondered that too. She had, she couldn't have just used her fist because they almost looked like. Unless she used the globe. Well, I mean, yeah, she could have. Or but, what I was thinking was maybe she used like the claw side of a hammer. Maybe. And that kind of was what made like the jagged part of it. I don't know. Maybe. Thought. Um, one piece of interesting information was that um, there was supposed to be a teaser trailer for the final scene, which is game number five um, at the end of this game. And um, it ended up not being included. 
And there's actually, um, it, this was released like two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that on YouTube. And it's actually vastly different than what the final scene ended up looking like. So if y'all are interested, um, go search that uh, on YouTube and you'll be able to find it. I'm not sure who posted it. I can't remember. Um, but I mean, like the theater wasn't even called the Royal Palladium. It was called something else like the Century Theater, I think. Um, and it wasn't uh, Vanishing Destiny that um, Nancy was going to. It was called something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but that's, you know, an interesting piece of trivia that some of you all might not have known. I've got a quote that I like to say. Okay. <laughs> It's as if her spirit is in the air, sweet as the smell of fried chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Professor Hotchkiss, she had some of the best lines in this game. Like, <laughs> yep. down. <laughs> she really did. She is a queen. I love yep. her. Um, so I'm trying to see, because I'm looking on my phone here. Um, oh, I look. It's important to point out too that Dexter became a part of the business yes he did yes he did he actually had a really good I think story arc um because we you know we found out some things about him uh as he was like a youth growing up and he um made some bad decisions and you know served some jail time and stuff but I think it's a perfect example of showing that it doesn't necessarily matter where you come from it only matters where you're going. So you can grow up and have not so nice of a childhood or adolescence, but you can totally mature from that and have completely different adult life. As we've seen in the show too. Just yeah, saying. That's a recurring theme as well. Yeah. Um, so I, as always, um, found a list of the ways you can die. <laughs> okay. in the Let's go. <laughs> so, um, the uh, one of the first ways you could die is actually inside of the elevator shaft, a, a different way than what I said. Um, you can die when you try to reach the ladder when you're on either the first or the second floor. So you're really only supposed to do it when you're on like the basement floor because then it's like level. So you just walk straight to it. Whereas if you try to do it from the first or second, you fall. I even, like, I think I was going to try to do that, like, from the first or the second floor to go to the ladder. I think Nancy was like, yeah, that's kind of far. Yeah. <laughs> so the second death is the first time you go into the library when Dexter comes in. Because, um, you know, you went through the ducts in the ceiling and you went out the, like, vent door I guess you could call it and then he's like jiggling keys and trying to get in and if you don't move fast enough he'll catch you um if you don't turn back or you don't make it back in time he'll he'll catch you and then there you go um along those same lines you can also die when you enter the library once you have the key from the front desk when he's gone um if you don't turn off the alarm or if you panic and you try to exit through the door he'll catch you um, the fourth death is the way that I died, um, in the elevator shaft. Um, 
if you uh, don't put it on the correct floor, it'll crush you. Um, the fifth death is when you're locked outside and you freeze to death. Yeah. Um, the sixth death, and I didn't try this one. This one's interesting. Uh, the sixth death is if you're doing the ski shed. If you start the ski lift without a good purpose, like if you were not locked out and you try to start it, um, Dexter will catch you and will like yell at you. But if you do it a second time, then you get sent home. Mm. <laughs> so I never um, tried to do that one. No. Um, and then the seventh death is at the end of the game. If you chase the culprit, then she'll get away. Well, hey, I'm just saying I did a heck of a lot better this time than the last time. Oh my gosh, yeah. The first <laughs> time that I ever played this, <laughs> I was a hot mess express and it took me forever. I know. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Oh man. But I had a good time doing it. Like overall, like I said earlier, um I thought this game was really impressive for it being only the fourth game that they had done. Um throughout all these first games, it was like every single game was a step up. Um graphics wise um still not the best that it could have been but i mean light years ahead of what the first game was um i mean i really didn't have a whole lot of complaints like i said this go around i felt like my game through or my gameplay went through really fast much faster than usual um so i guess i remembered more than i thought i did yeah um but i don't really have any major complaints maybe Maybe if they added another character. Maybe. Another, like, actual person staying there. That could have been interesting. But, I mean, other than that, I really enjoyed this game. Me too. What if we ended up going to Wisconsin, meeting in Wisconsin and going to, like, some kind of place like this together and there was, we were snowed in and we had to figure stuff out? <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. I think also something that would be really cool in that kind of scenario, like a castle in like a mountainous, snowy kind of area, is if they have like a murder mystery dinner kind of thing. I mean, I can't imagine a much better setting for, for something like that. And imagine if the two of us went and we were neighbors. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> or like across the hall. I mean, it, it would be great. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if you caught it, but in the in like the one of the hallways by the library, did you catch that faint outline of a door? I did. And that was. I actually went out that way a couple times when I was going out from the dungeon. Yes, I did too. And then because I went up the stairs, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, where did I just come out of?" <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> I put two and two together. And then there was this other door in the dungeon. I wanted to go through it, but I didn't want to have to go through the whole process of going back in the dungeon. I don't know where that other door went to. Yeah, I don't either. And that also reminds me, I don't know what, what that door goes to. And I realized when I first started the game and I was in Nancy's room, like even when the radiator was making noise and stuff, and I'm like going around her room and looking at various different things, there were two doors in her room, so I assume one was a closet. I don't know. Yeah. 
I wouldn't think those rooms would be connecting rooms. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it had been a closet. Or, like, or, or a bathroom. Or maybe a bathroom, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, that, that could be it. Um, but, I mean, you know, other than a couple little things that I might have changed here or there, I thought that this game was great. Um, I think it really stands out against some of even the later games, for me at least. Because um, when I think about, um, like, this era of games is like the golden time for me at least. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, love this game. Yeah. It was nice to, like, it's kind of nice that we're going back and forth between the newer games and the older games so we can kind of see like the difference and like how it's changed yeah yeah because i feel like if you go like in order i mean there's there's good reason to go in order but then there's also reasons to not go in order because i feel like if you are kind of going out of order you can really appreciate how different the games are and how much they change over time. Whereas if you're doing it in order, it might not be quite as apparent. Yeah. Just because those games were released closer together. And so it could be harder to see the differences. Exactly. But all in all, great game. Really enjoyed this playthrough of it. Um, yeah. Trying to think if there's anything. Oh, I did um, notice on our social media. And I wanted to mention it. Give me just one second, because I'm actually going to the oh. post. Oh, and we do have some listener comments. I just remembered. Yeah, that's what I was going to. Um, I was going to my post from two days ago, where I it was a picture of my house shoes, and I they were purple. I got I just got them for uh, Christmas, and I thought, oh my god, I have to wear these while I'm playing because I mean, purple. Hello, that's the color of this game. <laughs> uh, and so we had someone um, with the username Nancy Drew Love, and they said, I played Treasure earlier today, talking about two days ago. It is so warm in my state, so I needed some ice cold winter vibes. Um, yeah, I totally agree because I was wearing pajama pants in that picture when I was playing and the um, fuzzy house shoes, but I was melting because at that point it was. <laughs> It was still warm where I am. It has now dropped about 40-ish degrees, so much colder now. Um, but yeah, when I was playing that, I was pretending like it was cold, but it really wasn't. <laughs> but I was doing the best I could with what I had. A couple of things, like a few things that I had got on like a my fan account, and then I'll go back to like the podcast account. One person, Alia underscore Vad, I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize. <laughs> Vadim Avna, I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong. She says, Dexter is widely misunderstood and is a good man who just craves validation and care from others. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, someone else said, uh, lover of fandoms and musicals 745, they just put a heart, because they must like the game. <laughs> Good choice. And Bittersweet Begonias says, 
I would also like to eat 50 chicken drumsticks. Uh, same. <laughs> oh, and Ava Edder. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, too. She says, I love this one. I received the first four as a pack to start off, and this game was my favorite. Aw. Yeah. That would be a really good gift to get. Um, I also saw one comment. Um, did you mention this one, Becca G underscore 2021? No. Okay. Becca G underscore 2021 responded, might be random, but it was my first ever Nancy Drew game. Nice. So. <laughs> Very nice. I definitely wanted to mention all of those that I saw. Um, I love that we're getting more comments. That makes me happy. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I was just looking at the comment you read earlier about playing okay. the game. <laughs> and we've got over 100 followers on our page, guys. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And I've noticed, like, in the last couple days, um, a few a day, which is really exciting. Yeah. So thank you all very much for that. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I get very excited every time I see new people on there. So. Yeah. And if you know anybody that loves Nancy Drew, direct them our way. Please. Yes. 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 And we're trying to be more active on social media. Um, really enjoying kind of connecting with people on Instagram. I, I'm finding that to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we can get some growth in the Facebook group. That would be great. Yeah. Start some conversations there. That would be fun. Yes. Um, but uh, any other final thoughts about treasure in the Royal tower? I think that's, I think that's all I have to say. Okay, that, that covers it. Um, we are, in case you guys haven't noticed, back on a somewhat regular schedule. Um, Nancy starts again uh, this Friday in the United States and Sunday in Canada. Um, super excited about that. We only have a few more episodes of this season, sadly. But as we always say, there is so much for us to talk about that we're just getting started. Yes. So... I don't want this show to end. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't either. I'm hoping that pretty soon we'll get word either way of uh, season four, if it's a go or not. Fingers crossed. Hoping that it is. Um, feel like there's a lot left open for them to still continue to have stories. Um, so, you know, good thoughts that we get a season four. Um, looking, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now about the show, and we're going to get episodes three weeks in a row. Okay. So then, and then that will leave the the season finale, who knows when. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, that's we'll good see. to know. So we'll see um, what happens with that. And, uh, but if you're good, then I'm, I'm good. good. Okay. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at River Heights Buzz 
or you can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com or you can check us out in our lovely Facebook group. Get some traction going there. Um, check us out next week as we dive into season three, episode 10 of the TV show. I got it right this week. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Bye, you, Kim. up. Last week I was just paying attention. That's what it was. well thanks everyone for tuning in see you next week we will see you happy new year again everyone yes happy new year bye bye